0: We are 288. We are 288.
1: We are 288. We are 288. We are 288. Hello and welcome to the 288 podcast. This is your host Matt Slayer,
2: and this is your host with the tits, Mr. Raven Star.
1: Back from ABN, back at the Doom Palace, we are drinking Written House Rye this fine evening, bottled in bond, hundred proof. Better than the last rye we had for sure.
2: I don't want to talk about
0: that other rye. <laughs>
2: This rye is really good. I like this. Also in studio with us this evening, we have Danny Gardner. He is an actor, director, screenwriter, and a comedian, as seen on HBO's Deaf Comedy Jam. He is a member of the Mystery Writers of America and the International Thriller Writers, which I think is very cool, because I like to read stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and he is also the author of the upcoming A Negro in an o- Ofe? Yeah, that's o- it. Ofe? Ofe? There you go. Um, <laughs> Sounds through, good to I'm me. N- Yeah, I, I'm not sure. if <laughs> We're, we're uh, two white people that have
1: <laughs> obviously never been called Ofe's. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, I've heard it. So. i just not sure of the... Correct. No, yeah. no, it's
3: some folks pronounce it Ophé, some folks pronounce it Ophé, but perhaps they're a little French. Yeah, they, I would know, say Ophé. <laughs> uh, and
2: that is going to be coming out through Down and Out Books on May fifteenth, and you'll be able to find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all types of ebook formats. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having
3: me. Welcome with Welcome. the rye. Thanks for the whole freaking bottle. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah, it
2: gets weird. <laughs> It like gets weird. I actually, I usually have them like on the uh, fireplace, but they're in the fireplace at this moment. There's like a whole grip of bottles from, oh, and shit. those are just the ones that we finished during the show. I right. It.
1: So it, it, it's a tradition around here, if you're unaware, that when we killed this bottle tonight, when, not if, yeah. when, when. We just need a, yeah, this a, one's a hand from you.
3: Yeah. Yeah. On the bottle. <laughs> you ever got to sign the bottle? With? All right. All right. Well, you know. All right. I don't want to be liable for nothing is what I'm saying. So I'll sign it, but I, you know, we are with no responsibilities. <laughs> we're, a, we're a big fan
1: of uh, saying things allegedly happen.
0: Yeah. That's my whole career, that's man. Shame. It allegedly happened. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's all of us, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. These days, no shit. I that very hard.
3: No shit. Yeah. I'm not looking to get sued. I I probably should have asked, um, you know, th- this ain't G-rated. This isn't for oh, general no.
0: audience. No. <laughs> very well, cool.
1: The kids at home probably should turn this off about now.
2: Amen. Oh, God. If your children are getting yeah. a hold of this, yeah. you
1: if, if assess your, chil- your
2: priorities. <laughs> if your children <laughs> have gotten a hold of this podcast,
1: you they're are ruined. fucked up as parents. Yeah,
2: and they're ruined. They're done. They're fucking way. They're deep. In the, we're deep in the cut at this point. Your episodes deep. Your kid is done. You know,
3: I mean, I just like, okay. I, I don't know. Because, see, I, I might be dating myself, but I don't really give a shit because I look good. It's, um, world, um, yeah, you know. it's California lifestyle. For your yeah. lifestyle, all right. So, they had closed circuit TV before they had cable TV and they had on TV, right? So, in Chicago, where I'm from, where Matt's from, um, we had, we had on TV, and some people had spectrum, but that was like you know, if you were bougie, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. In the hood, we had on TV, right? Yeah, on TV, and then you had uh, Sports Center, and that was the precursor of cable television, you know, Sports Center carried mm-hmm. over and everything, and you know, they used to have. Uh, what they call the AOs, the Adults Only, and then you know it would come on and it would transition over and it was all softcore stuff, but it was edited, and you know it was just like old, early Swedish erotica flicks, man. Edited, but barely. And every yeah. once in a while, you catch like some straight up, you know, triple X full content. But well, you know, yeah, when you when you were, when you ten. And a last key You know what I'm saying? Cause you know, if your buddy did, because you know, my mom, my dad died, my mom was working and then she was partying because she was in grief and, and you know, she was just wild. Going through it. Yeah, she's going through it. So she went buck wild. Finally her husband's gone and it broke her heart when he le- when when he died. So, you know, she had to get her boogie on and, and and live out of the bottle a little bit. So, you know, but she was still a classy bitch. So she would make certain that we had like all the best shit in the hood. And on TV was one of them, and yet she didn't realize she bought the whole package. And she bought, you know, I mean, I was. Just I'm like, sure you were really
2: quick to tell yeah, her. I too. mean, just
3: hey, man. <laughs> I was just like, you know, and we had to. We had a whole system because you know you had the You had the you had the box, the converted mm-hmm. box on top of the TV. There was only one switch because there were not even remotes for TVs back then. Yeah, like you had know, to get off working your ass. class, right? And so you know, so so my brother would be my brother would be buy the one of my brothers would be on the couch looking at the door and looking at the TV. My other brother would be would be on the TV on the door, like like on the on the knob to to turn it to regular TV yep. from from and then and then I would be by the door leading in from the hallway in case, you know, her her her, her baby boy needed to intercept her when she was coming in the room, cause, you know, <laughs> we needed to see Vanessa Del Rio as much as we possibly could. I'm gonna tell Amen. you. I'm going to tell you, by the time I finally ate some pussy for the first time, I was an expert at that shit because we had closed-circuit television. Good for you. Fuck, yeah. I found all the parts, all of them, and there are so many more nerve endings on the tip of the tongue than anything else in the human body. And I was just like, yeah, I think I'm just going to do this for about 45 minutes because Seika liked this. I really liked Seika. She was great. (laughs) <laughs> that shit from Chicago. She from Chicago. Shit. That shit, Saika's from Chicago, I man. I that there shit. Platinum blonde. Don't have a pimple on your ass. Saka talk bad about you on social media. Ah, these girls with the pimples on their ass. Ah, mm-hmm. Christ. Uh, you know, you had to get uh, you know, exfoliation uh, on your tush back in my day. I, I just, I, that's not sexy. You know, Chicago women. They don't always sound super sexy. <laughs>
1: Not always, but it's Not
3: an always. acquired taste. Oh, yeah. man. Like, all of the, all of the, just, I could just, I could name them. I could name them. Uh, I had a thing, for, I you know, because I'm dating myself, but I had a thing for, uh, I had a thing for, uh, what's her name? Uh, fucking, uh, oh, Johnny. Johnny Black with Johnny with an eye. And she from Chicago. And she looked just straight up like some chick you meet at the bowling alley in Chicago. Yeah. But she was like a huge like star for a little while and it was just like, Wow. Wow. And you know, you a little guy, right? All these people are adults and you like a teenager, you mm-hmm. know, and we talked about it outside for a little while with the, with the with the with the with the with the saloon doors and the adult section of the video store. And and y'all gotta go rock, paper, scissors to see who's the one to try to go first because yep. everybody's scared because mm-hmm. they got the front. You know your mama don't want you in there. Mm-hmm. I'ma tell your mama if I see her. Because, you know, I mean, it's the neighborhood business. Everybody knows everybody, right? The, on the other side of it, man, it was just like, it was just awakening, you know? And that was that was just weird. It's like, you know, you had, yeah, it was like 16 millimeter production values, overdubbing in different languages, the slang terms. I was a Randy-ass fucking pre, pre-teenager, man. <laughs> I was a Randy fucking, because of RTV, I was a super Randy fucking sexually aware pre-teenager. To all the ladies' delight, I must say, as I, my life continued. So I don't know why I got into all of that, but we are drinking bourbon. <laughs> awesome.
1: Awesome. <laughs> I, I have fairly similar experiences being a latchkey kid in Chicago also. Right, 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 right. You need some right. more of that? Speaking of yes, that. yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Since I was like one of the few latchkey kids of my group of friends. Thank you, sir. I was always the one who like, you know, made the venture into the saloon doors.
3: Nice, nice. The brave one.
1: Well, I was the brave one. I was a also, pioneer. <laughs> I was the brave one. I was also the one, you know, had very little parental supervision. My father was a tried to be a good provider. He wasn't necessarily a good parent, but he was tried to be a good provider.
3: Uh, you know, those were the times.
1: It's crazy to think of our parents as people. It
3: is. It is. It's strange. It's 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 really strange. I'm at that age, man. I mean, you know what? I'm still a, a relatively young cat, but, you know, I, I wanted to be an orphaned when I was young, and I, you know, like, you know, you do what you can, you fill in the blanks, so I wound up, like, getting married out of high school, and, you know, I got, like, adult kids. Really? I, I got adult kids, man. I, like, I'm still a young dude, but, like, I, you know, I got, they're all out of the house, man. They all live in Vegas, which fucks up Vegas. Yeah. I got all, <laughs>
0: yeah, all my kids no in
3: Vegas. So all my good. kids are in Vegas, you know, two of them got married and had kids themselves in Vegas. My auntie, my auntie Beverly, which is really my mom's best friend who took me in I, after I was orphaned, she retired in Vegas. And it's just like on bachelor party weekend when all your boys go to Crazy Horse and you go to fix somebody's hot water heater, it mm-hmm. just fucks up Vegas. Yeah. Like forever. <laughs> like just no, no, it's cool. Y'all enjoy the hot wing <laughs> buffet. <laughs> Dude, like who would eat hot wings at a strip club But y'all enjoy the hot wing buffet I, I would fuck up some hot wings at, strip at clubs have buffet. really good food they're, oh they're the right hustling club in do.
1: Vegas actually has a really good buffet on industry and nights good. Yeah? Yeah.
3: yeah Vegas you gotta compete exactly just like no you know I gotta take my auntie to the, to the Kia dealership so uh, yeah y'all I'm gonna be at the Hyundai spot y'all I meet y'all over there and you never meet them over there no. you're sitting at some video poker machine with a geriatric fucking all night just like, hey, auntie, I, I got to get out of here. Well, that's yes, all right, baby. I got a few more credits. You know, she always need to go to fucking Tony Romas, Tony, <laughs> <laughs> Tony Romas. I, you know what I mean? I mean, I got a couple of dollars in my pocket. I've done well in entertainment, and I've done well in, in publishing and stuff. And, and, and you know, I mean, I'm not, I, you know, I'm author broke, which is like, you know, I, it's any day now I'm going to get a royalty check or something, yeah. right? But, you know, I mean, we don't have to eat at fucking Tony Romas. You know what I mean? Off, off strip, yeah. off strip to boot, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, it's like we can't even go into a Tony Roma's on the strip. And you know, I love my Auntie Beverly. It's like Auntie, you know, like I'm gonna take you to like one of these crazy fucking. You know, I mean, let's go to Binion's where fucking Frank Sinatra ate steak, like with Sammy Davis Jr. had to eat in the kitchen or some shit like that. I don't. <laughs> I don't know, right? But she don't want to go. She want to go to Tony <laughs> Romans. She want to go to Tony Romans at three o'clock. It's like oh, who's eating no. fucking steak and ribs at three o'clock? I tell you, well, oh, that's the well, deal. Yeah.
2: You're like a, you're like a whole other thing.
3: Man, to man, you are an outlier on 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 several levels. Yeah, you know? oh,
2: yeah, you're just, you're just like a different. Hey, you're extra.
1: It was the happiest day of my life when I found out. A. Saddle Ranch has bottomless Bloody Marys and Mimosas. What? From open till three PM every day.
3: No bullshit.
1: No bullshit. Fifteen ninety nine with a meal. Oh, that's crazy. And then on Tuesdays, from I think five PM to eleven PM is bottomless ribs for twenty eight bucks. <laughs> oh,
0: Jesus. Yeah.
1: So it's just trying to figure out what to do with that gap in between all the drinking uh, 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 before, nap. The, before the. I don't want to go from West Hollywood back no. to my place go
2: back. in the car, bro. No oh, man,
3: they have a valet. I, uh... No, that's some neighborhood shit. Because I would not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get a block past the joint after an afternoon. After a morning. At the. Th- I'll drink anytime. I oh, will.
0: Yeah. I so, haven't had
3: a drink, man, in like in like a month and a half. That's oh, unfortunate. Perfect. Hundred proof. This, this is my first drink after like yeah. a month and a half. I, I just you know. Uh, you know, you, you get to a certain age, you're black, hypertension, high blood pressure. You know, Doc says, you won't die if you lose 10 pounds. And you know, it's like, I've never played football, but I got like X boxer weight. You know what I mean? I got like, you know, so it just, and it just kind of sits in. And after a while, you know, it's just like, you know, one belt hole, belt hole, and then again, another one, and after a while, you run out of belt holes. It's like, something's got to stop. Something's got to give. And so... You know, and I cut out the drinking because I'll eat after I drink, right? I won't have a meal, but then I won't, you know, I'll drink all day and then fucking, you know, like, like it's, it's. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm trying to be like, I don't know. Part of me drinks like James Baldwin. Part of me drinks like Ernest Hemingway. And there's a whole lot of me that drinks like Charles Bukowski. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, Hemingway is just like, you know, write drunk, edit sober. I'm more like, write sober get hammered because I gotta read this shit I wrote all over again as if it's brand new and you know so it was a long run of me having to like reread and rewrite and then and then I got uh, I got my kids and my nephew together for Thanksgiving and and you know my nephews from my nephews from all over the place and in and, and, and Europe and so so I got them all together and you know I'm cooking and I gotta make everything that my mother would have made. Because it's their grandmother and they all want to eat it, and you know, and I'm man, I'm telling you, it's like in six weeks I'm fat, man. Like I'm totally fat, and I'm gonna tell you, I was never fat in Chicago, never. But I could get fat in LA, and we got 320 days of sunshine a year. That that's
1: a miracle, cause getting fat in Chicago is real easy. Easy. It the best town in America to get that also added. didn't That's have true. no money in
3: Chicago, right. so it's it's, probably, it's a function yeah. of starvation, maybe. I don't know. Well, and probably walking. Into, yeah, I mean, walking I was, a lot.
1: Yeah, I was skinnier in Chicago, too. Walking and taking public trans everywhere yeah, helps. Yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. You like it? You like it? Do you like L.A.?
1: I like the weather. I like a lot of the entertainment options. Yeah? I love the comedy scene. I absolutely love it. Uh-huh. yeah. I love that we get premiere movies, all that shit. Yeah that there's actually multiple art house cinemas instead of just the music box?
3: Aha. Uh-huh. Aha. Uh-huh. 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 And the three penny. Yeah. Oh, and the three, three penny. penny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I often yeah.
1: forget about the three penny, but...
3: You know, man, it's funny. It's the L.A. comedy scene. Everybody was afraid of it when we were young. Like, okay, so I first started doing stand-up when I was 17. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got started in Chicago. And, you know, back then, there were very few options. Stand-up wasn't everywhere on television. There was, like, maybe Caroline's Comedy Hour... Annie's evening at the improv, and uh, MTV half hour comedy hour, and then you HBO, know HBO yeah,
1: had the, no, no, the one night stands,
3: the from. one night stands, but they were rare, and and didn't and they filmed most of those in uh, at the Vic. Yeah,
1: like yeah, I just yeah. watched Bill Hicks one night stand from the Vic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. two nights ago.
3: Right, right, exactly, and that was that was heritage, right? Like that was just crazy heritage, and you know. And, and, and this is before the scene. This is before the scene bifurcated, right? Because it was just comedy. And if you were funny, you got on. And then, you know, this was before, you know, the whole deaf Comedy Jam thing hit. Which I didn't realize that at the time, but it was a cultural arc, right? It, it, like, it, But it also bifurcated comedy. So you had comedy, and then you had black comedy. And if you did comedy, you didn't do... Death comedy, Jam and 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 you know all of its spawn because mm-hmm. you know it, it spawned so many other yeah, imitators. Oh so yeah, you know, and so you know I, I I did comedy, I did bits, I did shtick. I, I I wanted to be like Nipsey Russell and Mel Brooks, like that's what I wanted to be. So I could get on at Zanies, I could get on at the Funny Firm, I could get on at 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 the Improv. And then I go to New York and I do this TV show and it's great. Not everybody gets to do it, and it's like the third season, and it's it could be a big deal and all sorts of stuff. And then I come back to Chicago to go back to those rooms, and it's like, uh, nah, that's all right. You do that kind of comedy. We don't we don't do that here. You're too urban. <laughs> I just, I, that, but that's before they called it. That's before they had nice soft terms for me. Yeah, it. Is that really a nice term?
1: I don't even think that's really a nice it's term. It's
3: nicer than what they said to me when I strolled back up in the fucking funny firm. Oh, I tell shit. you that much. And so, and so, you know, but that's where it went, right? And so, but in LA, there was no problem. In LA, it was the same room, same stages, right? In LA, like in Chicago, it was just like, you know, you guys got, you know, you do that or you do this and we don't do that. So, you know, and it, you know, until, until they start losing money. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they want a black night on Saturdays. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's, you know, the nigga night on Saturdays. I mean, Pardon my Swahili, I'm just saying. That's, uh, you know, we, uh, we let the blacks in and, uh, you know, we can uh, work on the bottom line. Uh, you know, they like to drink a lot. Uh, they don't tip, though. And so, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know. And, but in L.A., there was no, in, in New York and L.A., there was no beef. Right. And, you know, man, like, I tried to... I would have liked nothing more than remain local after doing their Comedy Jam. Like, I'm a fucking, like, you know, like, you know, there's, you know, they brought it back a couple of times. Like, it's it's back now. I, I'm i relevant again every, I don't know, like every five years, they keep bringing it back. But I'm like season three. I'm like one of those guys, right? And like, you know, I'm on the DVDs that they sold. It's like, I still get emails from people like in South Africa, like, oh, you're so funny. <laughs> that shit you did about the bobbies, oh, you know I get that shit, right? But at the same time, it's so good. You know, I just I just come back to I just come back to being relevant. Like every time they keep recycling this fucking deaf comedy jam concept, you know, and it's like and it's not as hard now as it was back then. Back then it was like walking a tightrope over, a, you know, a crocodile nest, yeah. a crocodile pit. Man, you you either did it well or you didn't and LA was just the scary place. You would you would rather go to New York and stand outside Caroline's and make friends or go to the cellar, you know, a comedy cellar in New York mm-hmm. and pick the right night. But in LA, everybody was scared. Bernie Mac was scared to death. My own rest in peace. He was scared as shit. And to his credit, he knew what worked for him. And he knew what he what didn't, you know. Just for example, Bernie was scared to death of fucking L.A. comedy clubs, man. Damn. Like you know, you figure because we would we would. I mean, just like Bernie, you know, Richard Pryor live on the Sunset Strip, Robin Harris doing the Comedy Act Theater. Come on, Bernie, go out to New go out to L.A. Yeah. And, and hit him out the hit them out the park. Like go out to L.A. and do it. He would not fuck with L.A. crowds because it only took one time for you not to be funny ah, and you never got on the mic ever again like ever again mm. and just and that's what i mean it's just like crawling under barbed wire avoiding machine gun turrets and throwing hand grenades to get finally your 5 minutes and then you do that over and over <laughs> and over again, right? And by like the 10th time you finally go on when the show booker is there. And that's the night it doesn't work for you. Ugh. Uh-huh. Right? Or yeah. if you would have saw me last week, yeah, well this ain't last week. Yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah. This week. And just Woof. And that's it. And you and you on the bench. For another year before somebody wants to give you another three minutes. And you fall all the way back down the mountain. And you climb all the way back up, man. I remember the first time Jamie at the Laugh Factory gave me some freaking stage time. And half this sh- I got this thing with Damon Wayans. It's so funny. I got this Damon Wayans thing. I just like every time I would do stand-up in L.A., Damon way- I would get bumped for Damon Wayans. <laughs> just every <laughs> time. Every fucking time. Like,
2: like he was doing it on purpose. Listen, I got
3: this I got I used to do this bit about like poor Danny Glover because Samuel L. Jackson was just hardcore about getting his work. And it was just like, you know, one time I was at Danny Glover's house, he was excited about an audition. He comes outside and his car is on four flats. It's like, oh I don't man, Danny, I don't even know, man. Next day, you know, I see Samuel L. Jackson and fucking Bush is laughing and sneaking and sneaking away, <laughs> cause he put, cause he slid all his fucking tires. Cause Samuel L. don't want no other black people in Hollywood to work. None. Mm-mm. No, there ain't no other acting roles but Samuel. L. <laughs> hey, hey, Wesley. Wesley Snipes had some roles there for a minute. Hey man.
1: Oh my God, I have Wesley Snipes stories. So, are you telling me that you know maybe Samuel ran him out to
3: the IRS? Ah, uh, you know, I don't know. I think. I think it's I think it's out of the I think it's out of the demi- demographic. I, I I will say that you know nobody else is getting any narr- documentary narration work other than Sam L, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Ah, but you know, man, that's like the granddaddy of us all. <laughs> <laughs> that's easy reader, man. That's easy reader. The first man, I'm telling you. Okay, so so and you know I don't mean to I don't mean to, I don't mean to hog it up, but we are drinking rye. Hey, it's all good. It's all,
2: right. all good. So, okay, if- they hear us fucking bullshit so much, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they they're sick of the sounds of our voices. Yeah.
2: <laughs> all right,
3: so so you got so you got electric company, Easy Reader. Mm-hmm. And then you've got um what is that movie that got Okay, you man, you know what? We got phones. I will Google uh, this shit. Oh, no, that's my job. Christopher Reeve, Morgan Freeman, um and Morgan Freeman's playing the pimp. And he was nominated for an Oscar for this because he was just fucking scary. He was so insane. And Christopher Reeve was playing a reporter that was shadowing him and a sensationalist. You know, he was practicing, you know, sensationalist journalism and yet gained a heart and really fucking, man, it's a beautiful flick. Street smart. Street smart. Already got it. Oh my God. 1987. Man. Oh, and Morgan Freeman. And you know. I just, you know, I, I was raised by the television. I was, a, I was a magnet school kid in Chicago, a smart kid, and I was raised by the television, and man, it was all public television. Sesame Street, Electric Company, you know, McLaughlin Group, what like, whatever the fuck was going on, I just was glued to it, man. It was that on all my children, and I didn't watch stories and shit. And so, you know, and so, I you know, I, again, we got this on-TV shit in the crib, and you know, it's first run movies, like, you know, there was no there was no home video, there was just that was that. Right. right. And I'm thinking, oh shit, let's watch this. Cause easy I had to fight with my older brothers to get what I wanted on the TV. Mm-hmm. Right. Saturday morning cartoons, Cubs playing. I gotta watch what I gotta watch the Cubs, I gotta watch the Blackhawks play on Channel 44. I'm whatever. sorry you
1: had to watch the Cubs. Oh, uh, yeah, I
3: know. It's all right. It's all right. And ain't like I'm from New York, they ain't the Mets. you know what I mean in New York you gotta hate the Mets and love the Yankees in Chicago it's like "Ah, you know I'm happy for the Cubs Uh, you know now we can all stop talking about it I I
1: dislike a lot of their fans
3: Uh, you know it's their fans it's their fans but their fans are all from like Iowa and and
1: And amazingly like fucking Georgia (laughs) I was down in Atlanta a couple years ago and I'm drinking in a bar and middle of the day dudes head to toe in Cubs gear I'm like the fuck? Yeah. We're in Atlanta. <laughs> y'all have a team. Yep. They're like, so the reason we like the Cubs is back in the day, WGN was everywhere and all we could get was Cubs games. That's it. That's it. Oh, well. That I, thought it, I thought
3: y'all to- had the Braves. <laughs>
1: what happened to the Braves? Apparently in rural Georgia, they got Cubs games.
3: Everybody loves a loser. That's so all it is to it. Everybody loves a loser if they're, if they're white folks. If you're black and you're a loser, well, you know. It's kind of hard to get fans, but that's a podcast of another color. Okay. (laughs) Anyhow, back to Morgan Freeman. So, you know, I I used to, but I used to bark and whine and complain. I am smarter than my brothers, so I could always use like logic and shit, Mm -hmm. like Jedi mind tricks and shit on my brothers. And so I convinced them that we needed to watch Street Smart because Easy Reader was in it. Right. And I'm thinking it's going to be Morgan Freeman as Easy Reader. And then Easy Reader grabbed a switchblade and started screaming at at this at this at this prostitute. That he going to cut her eyes out. And he's fucking playing with her eyelids. What the fuck? I'm like, easy, no. Just oh. teach her to read, dude. <laughs> Don't <laughs> yeah, It's okay, man. She'll get it right. There's just it's a lot of syllables in those words. Easy. <laughs> you ain't got to cut her eyes out, man. She got, she's she got to sound it out
1: real quick.
0: No. How's she
3: going to read with no eyes? Somebody call Luis and tell him to get Easy Reader, man. He's tripping in Big Bird. Oh, shit. Different, different show, but he, you know, and it was just like, it, it was little shit like that. It was like, um, okay, so my birthday's coming up. And, and you know, I was raised by the movie house and the TV. And, you know, so I'm thinking, okay, after, after fucking Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, after Star, no, 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 after Star Wars, Indiana, uh, after Star Wars, Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, you know, I see a Harrison Ford flick, I think I know what to expect. And I go see Blade Runner when it comes out. Today it comes out. You You're know, really
1: fucking dating yourself right now.
3: Yeah, no, for real. I mean, I ain't that old, but you know, I was I was I was released from any parental supervision very early in my life. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying like I was seven, fucking riding my bike to <laughs> Ford City Cinemas to go see Harrison Ford do fucking Indiana Jones in space. I mean, or Indiana Jones in the future and shit. And then I realized it was thus, you know? And I'm sitting in this movie theater, because, you know, man, this is back in the day. There are no rules, you know? Just, if the girl thought, if the girl that was taking the tickets thought you were cute, you could buy a ticket and get in. And, man, you know, it's a head trip. And, and like, when you're a kid, man, you, you paint in these broad brushes, right? Like, you paint in these, like, you see everything with these broad lines. And then... And you know they become these like, you know, this these striations of gray, like everything is black and white until the gray happens, and you know it's this whole treatise on like to this day like I just like like I made a, a early birthday present of myself a like a five Blu-ray set of every incarnation of Blade Runner that ever happened because I have to watch it at least six times a year, seven times a year because it's sealed in my brain and in my heart, in my synapses because, you know, I thought it was Harrison Ford. I thought it was Morgan Freeman. I, I, you know, I'm thinking it's these really nice, sweet people in these other heroic roles and then I can't, I got to make the shift. Like, dude, Easy Reader's a fucking pimp, man. <laughs> like it just it just you know and it it's just i don't know it's the nuances man it's the nuance like you like it taught me early on that you never know who you're dealing with like it taught me early on that you have to allow for the unfolding of a person's true nature their true behavior like you can't you can't just take somebody as what you remember them as last mm-hmm. like it it just you'll never you know and, 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 and the funniest thing was, man, when I was doing stand-up real heavy, you know, and this is back before everybody was doing stand-up. So, you know, I mean, if you were even marginally funny, folks admired you because it wasn't something everybody could do. Right. This is back before every mope who was funny in his fucking frat house got on Comedy Central. I mean, this is back when you could Before just,
2: every dickhole with a laptop could have a podcast.
3: Exactly. Exactly. Hey, we're two dickholes with a podcast.
2: Oh, so you got my jokes then. I did. Okay. <laughs> That's why yeah. it was funny. A podcast this takes podcast.
3: gumption. When you're a Twitter <laughs> comedian. You understand? Yeah. I saw somebody with a bio that says he's a Twitter comedian. What the?
2: What the holy fuck? I don't is even you know know what that You can swear means. as much as you want. Yeah, I don't even know what that
3: means. What the fuck? No, like seriously. It's, a, it's apparently it's a category of comedians. I
2: can I oh, can no.
1: understand what being a YouTube comedian
2: is like shooting yeah. videos of you doing something or like funny. Vine, you know, like those when that was the seconds. thing. When you're, doing- well, I mean, like the, I mean, well, I am only saying that because I knew a dude that like would do that and he like had planning and like oh you know a bunch of shit and his stuff was pretty funny. So I mean I can and I can kind of get that because like of the effort that went into it, but like Twitter 140 characters, like I can come up with some funny shit, but I'm not like a comedian like.
1: Fuck no, I I, I say. A couple funny things here and there. I'm definitely not a fucking Twitter comedian.
3: You know what's you know what you know what it is. I don't even think that's a real thing. You know what it is. I, I reject, it, is I reject it, it, is. it. I reject it. When you when you say some quick 140 character pithy shit, and nobody's got to look at your shit eating grin as you say it, it might come off as funny. Yeah. But if you had to make some quick fucking ill-formed 140 character Maxim in the moment in a room full of people you'd shut up and shove your hands as far in your pockets as you could and find a way to check your phone or go to the bathroom so mm-hmm. you wouldn't have to interact with other human beings that's yep. like hey you ain't a comedian until somebody has thrown a shot glass at you on a chitlin circuit cause you wasn't funny
1: <laughs> holy shit
3: no, I just everybody talks about when they kill. Nobody talks about when they bomb. I was in Gary, Indiana, one time, and folks thought they oh, had no. a. Oh. But yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, folks thought that folks thought they had a right to to my stand up, and I did my best because I was on TV once, and man, it was like, it was like that scene in the Blues Brothers when the motherfuckers was in the country and western bar. They was throwing shit at me.
1: Holy shit. They was
3: throwing stuff at me. Damn. You know? I mean, just seriously, man. I I worked... Uh, first, uh, first road gig I ever had was... Um, uh, New Orleans, again, Chitlin Circuit. And Mardi Gras Eve. You know, uh, I don't know what they call it. Fat Tuesday or whatever. Fat, yeah, Fat, fat Tuesday. Tuesday. Or... I, it is at the end of Mardi Gras no 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 it was the it was the it was the weekend before Mardi Gras and everybody was showing up and everybody was getting there folks getting antsy and now i mean even though i've i may have had some cultural tribulations in mm-hmm. in, in, in you know in chi town right in the windy I, I you know i still found my moments they still let you get started like maybe you only had 2 minutes to, to get your first bit out, but you know I've never been afraid of silence. I like setting up my material. I like you know, motherfuckers. I speak, y'all listen. That's why I got. The, that's why I got the boomstick. Like that's why the microphone is that's up true. here with me, motherfuckers. Be patient, right? I like writing. I like apparently because I write novels, but I like writing, right? And you know, motherfuckers, man, it was like 15 seconds and already it was like call and response, like I was in a blues joint. Like I was in a juke joint or something. I mean, they didn't want to hear none of my material. I'm trying to set up shit. And, and they keep heckling me in order to get me to talk shit about them because they want to laugh at themselves. But I'm not hip to that. I, I, I don't know about this kind of stuff. This is weird to me. This is crazy. I mean, half my half my relatives on the west side of Chicago come from Louisiana. But I don't, you know, I mean, I, I never did my material for them. I don't know how the, how the shit works down here. And I, 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 I was supposed to do 30 minutes, man. I got off the stage after like 10 minutes. Oh, and shit. 30 minutes
2: is a long time. I, yeah. Yeah, it's a long fucking time. Yeah,
3: yeah, no, that's well when it when your shit ain't working that night. Yeah, it feels like eternity.
2: Yeah, and
0: it's, it's like, oh, it's like thirty <laughs> years. <laughs> Holy
3: shit! And then you know, so I'm thinking I'm gonna get fucked with. I'm thinking they, they I come outside. Oh, baby boy, get your ass back on up there, man. Man, we were just hanging out with you. We were just having a good time. I'm just like I have no cultural <laughs> affinity for these people. <laughs> We're all black and yet somehow on. I can't relate to anything cultural that's happening in this place here. And I don't know what the ticket price is, but uh, I came here to do something else and they won't let me do it. So I got to fucking go. I got me a po' boy and went to the airport. And I was like, fuck you crazy motherfuckers. It was just, oh my God. And I went back and killed like the next year because I figured it out after that. So... Anyhow, I don't know where I was going with that, but like we're already three quarters of the way down with the bottle, so it's just
1: as we do, as we <laughs> often do on this show.
3: I, folks listening to the podcast, I, I hope I'm in some kind of way relevant and entertaining. Otherwise, um, this this rye is really good. I'm just letting hey, you
1: know. If they're not having fun, <laughs> fuck them. We are.
3: Yeah. Well, not fuck them.
1: Well, just, not fuck them. Well, Unless they're pretty. If they're pretty, you know, hit me up. Yeah, man. You know, it's all relative. <laughs> Nothing
2: from you on that? I'm just, I was just gonna let you have it. I was gonna gonna let you have it.
1: Amazing, right? I I was just expecting like just a glare from you, just like, really? Really? No?
2: No, see, that's all that was happening.
1: (laughs) Oh, it is close to my birthday. I guess that's my present. See?
2: Oh shit, when's your birthday?
1: February 9th, which this will air way after that. Dude, I'm
3: like two days after you. Oh shit. February 11th, we gotta do something. Fuck yeah. We gotta do something. Uh, uh, Hopefully, not drink a another bottle
2: of 100 proof rye i made no wants. promises on that no <laughs> yeah, promises. God say, damn that's, it. that's not a that's not a hard no <laughs> that's not a hard no
1: it's actually oh, very far from a yes yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah 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 all right fine whatever you want it's your birthday
0: awesome <laughs> oh no don't <laughs> whatever say you that want, dog. You that's get to, a dangerous thing. you game get to, to have whatever
3: you want for your birthday
0: and okay. nope. so even if
3: it's me being drunken and la- vicious it's quite all right. No, this is great, man. This is great. I'm really glad you guys invited me on the podcast.
1: Oh, we're super happy yeah, to have shit, you. Yeah, shit. Dude.
3: This is fun shit. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I know I got like crazy babbling stories leaking out of every orifice. Perfect. That's you what know.
2: it's. That's, it, we it's like, an audio we format. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: audio format, and we want to have fun. We want to drink. We want to have a good time. Stories are what this is all about.
3: Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, then, okay. So I uh, so
2: uh, Draven, I have a question for you. All right. All
3: right. So, um. Alright, so
2: is it do I like leaking orifices because that? no 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 I guess. got the orifice that's leakage a yes, yeah. I got that covered.
3: <laughs> I mean unless I mean I don't know how you get down. It's your house.
2: I mean like yeah. I don't know, professionally. <laughs> Usually that's my job.
3: <laughs> no, 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 no. It's different. I was gonna ask you about like all of this fur <laughs> that's been going on since, you know, you know, my man my man is, you know, took the job mm-hmm. and you, know, you got all these women protests and all of that, you know, all these marches and everything. I was wondering if you got involved in any of that while it was jumping off, or, you know, if that wasn't your estilo. Um,
2: well, I was actually uh, in Vegas for the AVN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
3: March, right. That's
0: right.
2: So I was not able to attend. Right on that Saturday, and I don't remember anything
3: jumping off in Vegas that was big like that. I mean, maybe they had little things was, going on, uh, but you were busy. Yeah,
0: yeah that yeah,
2: was the, the day of the actual awards. Right. right. So that's
1: it, it. Did pop off downtown, but we were. A really drunk and be awards yeah
2: well yeah. it was the it was the awards like i i woke up and i had like no voice so i wasn't able to make yeah. my signings i had to rest i had to do the awards and then i had to feature dance at, at hustler that uh, night Oh yeah, yeah. so i was busy yes you couldn't yeah, you wouldn't take it off yeah. work though, i was busy you know. it was a very important day yeah. of the year for me so yeah. I, could yeah. not, exactly. I could not ditch it exactly um for me to see like huge groups of um, women and then like men as allies to come together for a uh, for a purpose like that is beautiful. Now I do have my some of my issues with it. The main one being that the women's march pulled their support of sex workers, and for me I. I don't know, it's hard for me to stand in front of someone that won't stand behind me, you know what I'm saying? So, like, it's, it's inspiring and it's beautiful, but... And yet, yeah. It, with them pulling their support, it's... I don't I can't understand women not supporting women for a women's march, and also all it does is further stigmatize sex work when really all it... It needs to be normalized and, like, legalized, Honestly, I mean, it just so and it just it yeah, just
3: sovereignty over it's sovereignty over over your body.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And, you know, you know what? that You know what? I'm going to tell you um, to your point. You know what that reminds me of? huh? In the women's suffrage movement. Mm-hmm. In the you know, in the teens. And, you know, in the night like 1917. Yeah. No, Alice Paul
2: is a personal hero. Of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's Ida B.
3: Wells and her crew having to march in the back.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and the, and the other thing that's like, it's, I don't know, like, the fact, I don't know, like, and it's it's a little silly, but, like, the, the pink hats, first mm-hmm. of all, not all women have pussies. Not all pussies are pink. Like, right, right. Do, do you really? Do you really? I didn't say shit. I saw uh. it. Yeah, you don't, I don't she, you don't want to. Oh, yeah,
3: no, exactly. You know, like, like because yeah, that, that's amazing. Thank you.
2: Yeah, because it's like, you know, to be you know, like to, to say something like that, you know, you're cutting out, you know, trans women who are women. Right. You know, so not all women have pussies. Right. You know, to say all pussies are pink cuts out every single woman woman of color. Yeah. And that's not okay. And honestly, I don't know, some of the things that I felt like, I don't know, I, I can appreciate it, it's inspiring, it's a beautiful thing, but I think that a lot of it was kind of pushing a little bit of more like the Taylor Swift brand of like right. white girl feminism yeah. as opposed to the intersectional feminism, which needs to be more on the forefront because, right. yeah, ab- abortions, babies, fetuses, all that shit, right. but like, you know, we need to recognize the struggle of you know right. women of color, sex workers, especially like women of color that are sex workers. Right. You know things like there's so much other shit.
3: Right. Like you had, you had, um, you had, you had on Saturday. You had, you know, representation from Muslim women, but you know you couldn't find any sisters in in the mix. You know.
2: Yeah. Um, or if or if they were there, they weren't yeah. um, like. As publicized or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like or, they, they or put up in the media, no prominence, stuff like
3: that. no yeah. prominence whatsoever. But you know, if it it it's it's just you know. Uh, okay, so I got a character. I got and this is for Bobby, who's out
0: there. <laughs> I'm certain he's
3: gonna hear this shit. Um, I got a character, um, and it's not so much pithy. Um, but there's a character in, in my works, in the series that I'm writing, the "Tales of Elliot Caprice," the Negro and a uh, Negro and is the first book, right? Mm-hmm. And like it's it's Elliot Caprice's, you know, old black uncle who took him in because he was an orphan, he was abandoned when he was a baby, and this cat is like straight from Yazoo City, Mississippi, like right. come up in the migration from the South and all of that, and it's just he has this line and he says, the government knows how to make niggas of us all yeah doesn't matter who you are doesn't matter what race you are doesn't matter what status you think you got the government can make niggas of us all Mm -hmm. and that's what i think about when i see things that, that that go on that are 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 alternative and 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 really really subversive Because there's nothing more subversive than on the weekend of a guy's inauguration, millions of motherfuckers saying, dude, we don't like you. Just, you know what, it didn't even happen with Bush when, you know, when once again the Republicans after losing two terms in a row in the White House decide something weird happens and all of a sudden they win again. You know what I mean? It's always some weird shit when Republicans lose two times in a row. Voting machines go wacky hanging chads and shit all of a sudden you can win the electoral votes and yet lose the popular vote by a few by multi-millions of fucking votes right you know so i mean so we're living in bizarre times but then you know you got this angle where you know there are millions of women marching all across the country and you know even in some other parts of the world and yet we're looking at levels to it where it's implied and you know, and, and the thing that I try to tell the thing that I try to tell liberal white folks, at every chance I get is that and and I and and, and, and and I'm saying this to your point, Draven. Like I'm saving I'm 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 trying to stay within the same same space as you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, man, you know, be it black folks, be it like sex workers who are choosing sovereignty over their own bodies. And are choosing to use their bodies and express themselves from within their existence in a manner that, you know, it's just nobody. It, it just if you can't enjoy it, then it's not for you. It's none of your fucking business.
0: Mm-hmm. Damn you know,
3: right, right. And so, you know, the thing is, who gets to decide where the value lies? I mean, just seriously, it's just I I consider everybody at this table to be a minority. Because you can be as Jewish as you want to be, Matt, but you ain't white. You're Jewish.
1: I'm a really bad Jew, too, so...
3: You know what I mean? It don't <laughs> matter. You're still Jewish, and you, you ain't as what you ain't, you ain't that white. You know what I mean? And so, and 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 Draven, you have chosen. You have chosen to put yourself, you know, you have chosen to, to position your existence in a fashion that allows you to be all that you have chosen to be. You have chosen your, your struggle to make it in America, to be within a a particular sphere that other women who like were on the street marching on Saturday would have issue with, yet would have no familiarity with. Yeah, and you know all of these all of these ladies that was marching on Saturday, God bless them. And I don't mean that in the southern way, like oh, yeah, bless no, your, not like God bless, bless your no, heart, I, yeah, girl, yeah, no. which is really like saying fuck you. No, I mean it, God bless them because you know, I mean thanks for, for resisting. thanks for showing that level of civic engagement, right But at the same time, come on man, like yeah. you, have, you have chosen to you, you've and I don't mean to, I don't I don't mean to imply anything because I, I don't want to read you right But what I admire about you and your approach toward what you do and the boldness with which you have chosen to be self determinant in your own life is that you hung up your whiteness. You put your whiteness in the back of the closet. You're doing something else. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? This government has a way of making niggas of us all. And as far as I'm concerned, you and I are existing in the same space. Because we will never be within the mainstream, no matter how much value we have to overall American society.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Right.
3: You know what I mean? Me, because I'm black and I chose not to be educated. Me, because I'm black and I chose not not to want to... Not, not to want to try to strive for, you know, you know, I, I ain't going to bring up no names. But, you know, there's some black folks who get in and some folks don't. And I chose to be the guy that doesn't get in. It's a hell of a thing to me to, if we're going to use the terms that we're using that are in parlance today. It's a hell of a thing for me to watch somebody like you put down whatever white privilege which I don't really buy into that as just like a binary because there are no binaries. You know, some white folks are privileged. I know a lot of white folks that could use some fucking privileges. It's not fair. Yeah. This world is strange. And the more we try to find light in weird little places, the more shadows we get. Right. But you have hung up a lot of these things that would, you would be entitled to in order to be a self-determined human being in America. Folks should be listening to you. It's like Thank the you. safety pin thing, you did. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're wearing a safety pin. You know, if you're black and you feel sad and you feel messed up because Trump won, I'm, a, I'm I'm white and I'm wearing this safety pin. I'll take care of you. Wait a minute. I saw Trump coming two months ago. You, on the other hand, woke up the next morning after the election and freaked out. Maybe I should be taking care of you.
0: Well, you're um, right?
3: Maybe, I, you know... I, I, to be
1: fair, everyone on this podcast saw him a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but
3: that's but that's the point though. That's the point. Why did you guys see them a long time ago? Why did you guys see this bullshit coming
2: a long time ago? Because- I tried. I tried so hard with so many friends. Like, do not, this is not smart. Well, this is this uh, is right. funny right now, but he it's getting too yeah. it's getting too dangerous. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, getting yeah, too yeah. real.
1: I, I think part of the reason we saw it coming is Draven, I, we think for ourselves. I try to look at everything objectively, and so is Draven. Yeah, it, it's about facts. It's about what's going on. It's not just my tribe versus your tribe,
2: right? Well, then I, I also try to put like my knee-jerk reaction like on the back burner, and then like be like, you know, right. okay, I might have reacted this way, but that might not be it because that's just me and my first thought with my own personal experience, not taking into account other shit outside of me and right. my little bubble. With no
3: tattoos. A halfway decent liberal arts education from Sarah Lawrence or somewhere that I'm Shut certain. Up. That's what I wanted to
0: go. I'm, well, certain,
3: I'm certain you're smart. And I'm certain you're smart enough to get a fucking academic scholarship in, and and and, and you know, like a nice a bob cut and 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 some some some. You know, and 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 a, and a blonde dye job. No, she's naturally blonde. I'm actually.
2: naturally blonde, yeah. And I really yes. wanted to go to Sarah Lawrence. That's like probably like the right. most white girl thing about me. Right. I really wanted well, to go there. Well, besides
1: that, you were a cheerleader at one point. Shut
2: the fuck up, but, bro. But
3: say, but say you had done that, right? Mm-hmm. But yet you still have the nature that you have in order to be the person that you are. Okay, like a fucking Laura Bush on the outside, but a Draven Star on the inside. Yeah. Because that's most white girls. You know what I mean, and so and that's why they're outside marching, because it you know it's the Draven star in them
2: that has Mm -hmm. them on the street. Yeah, that's why I can I can appreciate it. You know, it's yeah, it's beautiful, it's inspiring. You know, you know, I'm like like good for them, not like oh good for you, but you know, yeah, like it's it's great. But I guess what I'm trying to say is it's it's wonderful, it's inspiring, it's beautiful, but we're not done yet like don't go home from the women's march and feel like you've done your part and you're good don't
1: get burned out either because yeah i've seen a lot of people think that this might be a trick to get protest fatigue oh
3: jesus you know what man i hope it's not i really hope it's fucking let, not. Me, let me tell you something let me tell you something about protest fatigue i am a marginally Slightly middle-aged, slightly middle-aged black man from the south side of Chicago. No matter how racially ambiguous my appearance may be. Mm-hmm. There is no fucking such thing as protest fatigue. When you black and folks get protest fatigue, the folks leading the protest get shot in the forehead. Okay. Martin. When America had protest fatigue, Martin Luther King found himself shot up outside a motel. You dig what I'm saying when when folks got tired, protest fatigue from whatever Malcolm X was doing at the time. It was the Autobahn Ballroom, you know. Protest fatigue got got got. Uh, um, you know, it's it just it's not a it's not Black History Month. I'll see you in February with the rest of this shit. All I'm really trying. So in is, about forty eight hours. All right, about forty eight hours. Yeah. What I, what I'm really saying is that you know, fuck that. People have strategies, people have ideas, people have attitudes, but the bottom line is if we act off inspiration, right? If we if we function the way we are inspired to function, you dig. Your feet move and you're halfway there before you realize you even left the house. And you know, honestly, that's why I think this is and you know, I, I kinda, you know. I'm out there. I, I if we had extra time, I would tell you about how I wound up being Andrew Dice Clay's tech support guy for like two years. <laughs> Weird. We, we got time for that, and not the cool, and not and, 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 and not Andrew Dice Clay when he was coming off like being the biggest. No, no, no. Like, like how, how, I mean, like how, you know, how, do, this, how do how like, do I work this phone? It's only got one button. Right, my old <laughs> bubby You know, I had a, I had a I had an old Jewish uncle named Andrew Dice Clay for a little while, have just got him a jitterbug. I mean, just I, I'm going to tell this story before we wrap. I'm just oh, saying, we, we
1: got plenty of time. Bro. Yeah, we
2: got time,
3: man. Like the point I'm trying to make is what 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 makes me happy is that women are going to be the Tea Party for folks who are I won't say left, I will say progressive. Because my point of view is really simple about this. There's left and there's right. And for me, there's black. And black folks get squeezed between the left and the right. And the right, if we would only be more white, then the right would take care of us. And the Mm -hmm. left, as long as we don't try to take care of ourselves, the left will take care of us. And any time black people try to take care of themselves in America, the left feels like it's like a party that they weren't invited to. So all of a sudden, it's like, it's like, you know, well, this is this and this then It's like, dude, we got it. If you just left us alone to fix our own shit, we'd be fine. If we weren't second-class citizens, none of this shit would be a problem. Exactly. Right, you know? But you know what? Women in your position... Like, like Draven, you have a choice, right? Mm-hmm. And you made it. Yeah. And you made the harder choice.
2: And... I, uh, not necessarily i mean like she from, from the day. outside from the outside um it can look that way okay for me like okay. personally like i i did all the other stuff i've worked at salons i've done nine to five corporate jobs i've done all that shit and it just it it wasn't me i wasn't happy like i want. like i was performing at one point in time I, th- I think i took like two years was, was that about it
1: yeah, you were MIA for about two years.
2: Yeah, like, I took two years off, like, and I, I did all that. I did, like, the, the corporate thing and the, like, the, you know, quote-unquote, you know, easy easier way out, like, the, the real-life society, like, allegedly real-life, you know, fucking bullshit thing, and I hated it. Like, I would find myself, like, I was watching, I was actually laying with, uh at the time, my girlfriend, and we were watching, like, a documentary on Netflix, and... It was about porn and like Joanna was on it Mm -hmm. and I you know just started talking about the times I had spent with her and Burning Angel and stuff and my girlfriend looked at me she was like so why the fuck are you doing what you're doing right now like you clearly hate it like you like lit up talking about this why are you not doing porn again so it's like from the outside yeah it looks a lot harder and yeah do I know I will forever like it doesn't matter what I do for the rest of my I could win a Nobel Peace Prize right and then die on my deathbed 90 years old done all this shit and it's still going to be porn star draven star dies at you know i know that but that is fine with me because i love what i do i love my job you know i love i you know i don't give a shit i like having sex for money i like having sex on camera i like i can't tell you how many married couples have come to me and been like you know you, watching your scenes has helped our sex life help our marriage like all types of weird shit that right. is extra but like hey thank you right you know right and i don't know i would i would rather do it that's you know, that's you know that's from the outside i can see how it looks like harder but for me it was the no-brainer you know choice. what i was
3: do you know what i was doing three years after i did The third season of Deaf Comedy Jam and got off being on tour for two years straight as a stand up comedian. Hmm. I was programming computers for Arthur Anderson. Yeah.
1: So you died a little.
3: A little. little No, I didn't die. No, it was just. I gave the motherfuckers like 10% of who I really was in order to. Yeah,
2: but like when you do that, you feel like. Right. The monotony of just like waking up at the same time, doing the same shit. I mean, like, you know, that works for some
3: people. But we're. But, but I didn't, obviously I didn't do it forever. Yeah. But you had a choice and Mm -hmm. you found the power from within your own choices, right?
2: Oh, absolutely. And
3: you modulated that power to be able to go to and from what you are now when you chose to do it. Mm -hmm. It's my personal point of view. Personal, right? Because everybody has power from within their own, you know. Like Matt, your, you know, your people have power. Your people have always wielded power. It's been a subset of the power from other people's power. And then, at, at there have been times when that power has failed you folks. And it's been, and 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 the and 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 you've you've borne the weight of the evils of the world from within that right. Like by yourselves. I mean, you know, there was black folks that were signing up to go to World War Two even when they would like turning down when we showed up man they was making black folks for rough just because they was black and then all of a sudden man when they needed extra bodies it's like okay well y'all can go too you know what i mean i mean like there's the identification level to it but but the bottom line is that you know like it's easier for like folks like you and me who come from communities of people from tribes of people who are always going to be on the fringes, who are always going to be outliers. But, you know, the thing that inspires me is that people like Draven can say, well, fuck all the trappings of whatever it is that you are offering me with this shit. And that's heartening to me. I'm going to tell you something. It ain't women like you that would make the Ida B. Wells of the suffrage movement march in the back of the march away from the photo- photographers, right? No. You would march with us because you have chosen to be outside of the mainstream. And, and, and I look at you, and you're brilliant. And I'm not saying that you're brilliant, in 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 and in and in, in the, in, in the, I'm I'm not saying that you're brilliant as it's like oh my God she does what she does for a living and just, she's brilliant
2: yeah she can form a sentence
0: right good right, for her
3: bro right. oh my God this is amazing because they used to do that to me oh he's black but yet he's smart he's
1: so well spoken
3: yeah yeah oh my God let's dude. write a thought piece about he's it like, you're right 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 no I'm, what I'm saying is that you know like I'm in your house hanging out on your podcast like drinking your liquor. Having a good time and I'm inspired by you. Because the bottom fucking line is that I know for all the Meryl Streeps that want to talk big shit when at the end of their fucking careers, they're making these speeches and making these statements. I know somebody like you wouldn't have sisters marching in the back on Saturday.
2: No. That would that would never happen.
3: And you and you know what and, and and the way I feel about it, the reason why. The reason why that wouldn't happen is because you made a choice and you chose to use your power. I don't give a shit if it's derived of of being white. I don't give a shit if it's derived of white supremacy. I don't give a shit if it's being, if it's derived of any of that shit. You chose to decloak yourself of something that could have given you the opportunity, right, to do something harder, to do something stronger. And, 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 and your point of view in doing that is something that helps me in mind. Because I got daughters. I got, adult, I got two adult daughters. And they're great women. And I am inspired by them all the time. And sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night. They live in Vegas. And sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm just fucking mortified. You know, I know my son. I know Danny Jr. is fucking, you know, and, 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 and my nephew John i know they're built to take a beating because i'm built to take a beating right but i worry about my daughters but i don't but you know i would leave my daughters in a room with you and know that they would be smarter about their own womanhood after i came back to come get them than most thank of these you. folks that was marching on the fucking street
2: thank you that's,
0: that's i mean you dig what
3: i'm saying yeah because you made the choice you could still be like a super freak in your own fucking personal life. You could still be, you know. I'm, I'm certain Hillary Clinton takes us up the ass. I'm certain she just like. Oh, I, you know she a freak. I'm certain she's a freak. She's been married to Bill for how long?
1: I'm certain
2: she's been wearing that pantsuit. Come on. I'm, I'm certain she's more is. of a freak than Bill is. But we'll never see. She wears it. a pantsuit because she legged. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking true.
3: That's, that's fucking
1: true. That's why true. her heels are like yay big.
3: You know she might a well wearing class. She gets down. No, what I'm saying is, man, you had a choice to make. And you could have been full of it. You could have been on some old, you know, I'm one way, I'm another way. Instead, man, I find you to be, in your approach to living your life, a paragon. I mean, like, we rapped. Like, for folks listening at home, we rapped outside for like an hour and a half. I mean, we just been talking shit all night. We... we for the folks at home, we wrapped outside.
1: <laughs> Deep political, like this is light compared to what right, we were talking outside. Right, right. Yeah. Totally. This is light,
3: <laughs> totally. And you know, I, I don't mean to bring it all the way down from the jokes that we were sharing. And I'm trying to keep no, it no, light. It's okay. It's
2: like one every hundred. Percent.
3: I'm like, I'm super inspired, and actually, I'm inspired by my gratitude by you both, because you know, my man Matt, he's from Chicago, like I'm from Chicago. I mean, maybe you, maybe if you grew up in New York City in Bensonhurst, you could front like you ain't a minority. (laughs) But you a Jew in you a Jew from Chicago, it's a little different. A little bit, and you know what? And it's you know, and I can't like when my book comes out, you both get copies, and you both come to the you know the readings and stuff. Hell yeah, fuck yeah, because like you know, I put blacks and Jews together in the covenants that blacks and Jews had. In the Midwest, which is totally different to coastal Jews and black folks. Well, and that's
1: crazy, like because I never experienced that coming up, you know, but I've heard about animosity between the two communities. And it's crazy. It's like why are two minorities fighting each other?
3: Right. Why would folks that built the civil rights movement for black folks in America be angry with black folks in America? I mean you do realize that NAACP was started by like three Jews and two black folks. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, this is what I mean. We don't investigate, we don't look. And then so and then I look at Draven. And you know, I mean, man, you can be however you want to be privately. And that's what America, you know, be, you know, the puritanical shit is there's a level to it mm-hmm. that's some bullshit. As long as you front like you are on board with the way we choose to, it's just, God, it's such. Oh no, it's crazy. The red states are the biggest consumers of porn.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's the Madonna whore complex.
3: Yeah, but you know,
2: I what? like both of those. <laughs> well, for, well, that's because you're a smart man. But for a lot, for a lot of people, societally at least, you're either you either have to be like this perfect. Little angel, or you're just like a dirty whore.
3: Yeah, I and, like both of those.
1: But
2: no, man, it's I, just you know, I live the life of a dirty whore, and I'm about it.
3: All right, okay. So for the folks at home who aren't sitting where I am, who aren't as fortunate as I am to be sitting where I am, I'm sitting with two people who are in a position to be able to exude quiet personal power and when power is quiet power is confident and I'm sitting with two people who don't fall all over themselves to make their point of view known and
2: point of view heard but You've only known Matt for a small amount of time. But well, you know, it's okay.
3: But he's from Chicago, so I got to give him a little something. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, the, the hometown credit is good, well beyond what I actually deserve at the moment. no, 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 no man, the hometown credit of you, is like, huge. He's you like so,
2: like incredulously, like if you was from New York, really I'd say fuck
3: this. off. But you're from Chicago.
1: I, I voiced my opinion quite a bit, actually. <laughs> Hey, hey, Jordan. I haven't said anything horrible this episode. And I've been biting my tongue the whole time. A lot.
2: I've seen it. Why are you biting your tongue? Why? Because
1: you're you're telling a heartfelt story. and I Oh, Jesus Christ. If I said what I wanted to say, it would totally derail it. And (laughs) I was enjoying your heartfelt story.
3: I'm I'm, I'm dominating the podcast with my own heartfelt musings. (laughs)
1: You're not dominating shit. I am thoroughly enjoying myself. Believe me, many other guests... I have derailed. <laughs> That's true. Like, yeah, you're not entertaining me. I'm gonna just throw something out there. They'll just be like, "What the fuck did you just right, say?" Right,
3: right, right, right. Well, thank you. I, I, I'm only, I'm only acting as I'm inspired to act. I think. Well, you know, I we are seven eighths of the way through a bottle of rye, hundred proof. All I'm really trying to say is, I'm inspired. And would encourage folks to reach for something greater. When you have the power to cast off your whiteness. To cast off your femininity. To cast off your masculinity. To cast off your privilege. And black folks have privilege too. Everybody's got privilege on the strata of society that they're on. So don't freak out. It ain't just white privilege. And white privilege is such a bad thing. You know what? We all got privilege.
2: I think the whole thing about that, I think it's mostly white people. When they hear white privilege, they'll be real quick to pop off with. But I grew up broke. But I was on food stamps. But all that shit. I completely understand that. I am a broke Irish girl from fucking Western Massachusetts who who moved to Baltimore City when she was like nine. Like, I, like, grew up broke as fuck and in the hood and shit, but I do realize that when I'm in a room and people don't know me and don't know my background, I understand that I am a, you know, a cute white girl. So, you know, I could either be from the hood. Shut the fuck up. Some people think I'm cute, Matt. Like... (laughs) Fuck it, fuck up there, I know, I know. Some people think I'm cute. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) But, like you know i could either be like i mean looking at me with all my tattoos and stuff like it could be like oh she looks like she's a little rough around the edges right. or i could be a trust fund baby who's rebe- rebelling against my parents right. i think that the main outrage from that is people getting too hung like white people getting too hung up on their own experience not realizing that if they stepped outside of themselves and went to mm-hmm. a different community right. they could be viewed a different way solely because of the color of their skin and that's what white privilege right. is
3: and so and so I'm sorry, man. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. I
1: was just, uh, I was going to make a comment about traveling abroad that more white people need to do it.
3: Yeah. Well, everybody needs to do it.
1: I definitely, but But, white people specifically like, yeah, going to, I've been to Tokyo twice and it's the first place I've ever been discriminated against. (laughs) And I went with my African American (laughs) tattoo artist and he joked the first time we got kicked out of a restaurant. he's like, now you know what it feels like to be black. Like I'm not sure. They were a little polite about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. They were yeah. a lot nicer. Yeah. No no one's trying to
1: spit on nah, me nah, as they nah. kicked us out of the restaurant. Yeah. Nah no,
2: nah,
3: nah. I get I get tired of I get tired of folks treating Jews as goys. It's a totally different fucking thing. And don't even come with that shit. Like that you know, there's 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 being black and there's being a Jew. And you know, black folks don't wanna know what it's like being Jewish. They just don't want to really know what it's like, because Jim Crow was a motherfucker. But you know what? Nobody was cooking us in ovens.
2: And you know what? Like, just—I mean, it's, it's balances. You weren't being cooked us, in ovens, but they weren't getting like bought and sold it, either. Yeah, so let us well, stay in,
1: in biblical times. We were well
2: biblical, yeah. Uh, and
1: that, that's—I honestly think—that's part of the problem of the modern Jew is it was our grandparents' generation, if they were from Eastern Europe, that experienced. All the fucking horrors. Yeah.
3: Moses is his first wife. Moses' first wife was African. Well, Yeah. And that's, you know what? Don't say nothing. You're good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, by, by all. You can tell they t- we talked for a long time before the, the podcast because he's already reading Slayer's faces the way that I do. The Midianites
3: <laughs> were fucking black. What? And Moses was wandering around and fucking... How many Jews are African? Because
1: Egypt's in Africa. How many yep. Jews born in Egypt while we were in bondage are technically Africans?
3: How many Africans are Jewish? Modern times or biblical times? Dude. It is what it is. For sure. It's
2: sure. <laughs> <laughs> you like you're about to bust out like an abacus and be like, oh yeah, motherfucker. <laughs>
1: Wow, I feel like this is one of the deepest episodes we've
3: ever <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. cool. But you know what? Oh, yeah. Like, it's, cool. it's just, you know what? I don't know. I I, I provoke depth. That's kind of the thing that I do. That's when I realized that I couldn't go to long haul and stand-up comedy. I mean, I still do stand-up. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm still funny as shit. I do stand-up the way Michael Jordan still like gets out of his fucking car. <laughs> and his Bentley and plays Signs pick a bunch up of sneakers with people. Like, you know, y'all, eh, ah, you know all I mean? Y'all, y'all, y'all want to know? I can still do it. I can still drop 20 minutes on you Her motherfuckers. Y'all yo, licked his fingers and then did the air like It's nothing but net fucking swish. Holy shit. I mean, shit. Just, that's the saying. I'm OG when it comes to the stand-up comedy shit. But, like, I've... I've I've, I've, I've migrated beyond certain things about it because, uh, you know, I mean, ain't nothing really funny anymore. Well, I can we, make we, some shit funny, though.
1: We <laughs> gotta try to make shit funny, otherwise it'll drive us insane.
3: Well, you know, I mean, there's comedy and then there's subversiveness. And I will be subversive as fuck in everything I do. But not everything is funny.
2: Yeah.
1: I try to make everything. Uh, I try to make jokes about everything. It's not necessarily funny, but I do try to make jokes about. Yeah,
2: Matt has totally what? edited his, edited some of his shit what? jokes out of episodes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the beautiful part of controlling the content of this fucking podcast yeah. is, oh, that totally fucking bombed. Yeah. <clears throat> you know that what? didn't exist.
2: He'll be like, what? so you remember the last episode where you were like yelling at me and telling me to shut up? Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't shut up, but I'm gonna edit it out, so don't worry.
1: <laughs> I have never yelled at you to shut up.
2: No, I yelled at you to shut up.
1: Ah! <laughs> yeah, I edited that out.
2: Well, and your terrible jokes, because you were like, oh, shit. Yeah, that was a what little f- extra. A little what extra.
1: The, and now, f- as we're talking about all this, this is all getting edited. Oh,
2: I know.
3: Whatever. What the folks at home would be interested to know is that Matt's spine is straight. Matt's got a strong back and a firm chin.
2: Wait, wait, wait are you Are you implying that he that most people would imagine him, like hunched over with like a curved spine and like no neck like in someone's basement in front of a computer is that what you're implying (laughs) like that he's like some hunchback motherfucker i'm saying it's like just like a a, like a puddle i'm just person. you
3: know what man i don't know where you would have to come from to be a bastard but i know where you come from and yeah you are a son of chicago
1: man product of my environment i'm really fucking sorry
2: about that (laughs) (laughs) did you see the patch that veruca gave me oh shit (laughs) right close that's close i like that that's
1: pretty great well you know exit right
0: it's yeah yeah yeah
2: Yeah. it was funny because veruca's like oh i don't i don't really have any need for patches do either one of you want this and johnny's like oh I'll put it on something and I was like question have you ever been in a fistfight at exit no then this is mine thank you <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've been in many things at exit
2: Many, many yeah things. yeah no but I feel like until you've like woken up like not really remembering what happened and like why are my hands sore <laughs> shit I was at exit then you've never really been to exit <laughs>
3: Two weeks later, you still got scammed. Yeah, like you wake up the next day, and
2: and day, like, why? Who is this? My blood? Like, that's the deal, man. Ridiculous. Did
1: I ever tell you about the incident with me and the MC at Exit?
2: Oh, uh, so, which time? <laughs> the time, the, like
1: the last time I got into a bar fight at Exit. Oh no! So I pop in probably 20 minutes before last call. My boy Adams DJing. Some drunk dude from an MC is, like, giving him shit about not playing Motorhead.
2: What's wrong with fucking Motorhead? There's nothing wrong with Motorhead, but, like, you're going to bitch about not playing Motorhead? Like, wait 20 minutes. It's going to come on. It's fucking exit.
1: Right. I I don't even know how this happened because I was kind of drunk, but all of a sudden, dude is choking me from behind. Like this. Oh, choking.
2: he likes it like that.
1: But not like a good, competent choke. Like, choking me like Homer Simpson. Chokes part from behind.
2: Oh, so That's he's like, terrible. "Can I?" No, no, no. So, so what I'm hearing is it was just like the hands, right? Yeah, it was just hands. <laughs> so, like, if you were willing and like a little loose and open, he could have just slid it right in and made it like real hot.
1: Yeah, thankfully, it's not loose nor open. I, I peel his hand off, but before I can go, oh, you dirty motherfucker! <laughs> hey, before I can turn around, here every like, Thursday. Holy fucking! Is dragging dude out. Yeah, and he's screaming at me. You did that shit's funny. I'm like, I don't even know what happened, but you didn't throw a punch. I'm laughing. I'm literally laughing at him as security's dragging him out. One of the other security guards like, you know, he's here with his old MC. I'm like, that shit happens.
2: Sounds like a him <laughs> problem.
1: <laughs> they they walk me out the back door to my car. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we just want to make sure you get to your car. I'm like...
2: How many guns were in your trunk at the time? Just Allegedly. One, just
1: one. No, there, was definitely one <laughs> there was definitely one fully loaded clock yeah. in my oh trunk. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I, 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 as I'm walking oh, with security...
3: I, it's so much crime here. It's all right. I, as I'm walking with security, I'm like, if they come, you want to leave. Folks at home, because I seem to be your arbitoire... <laughs> Matt is so fucking Chicago, I don't even know how to handle it.
1: <laughs> hey, to be fair, I that gun was legally in my trunk.
2: Dude, whatever. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't. Do I really need to say it again? No. Yeah, it might have been legal, but that one time you picked me up from the airport, and you were like, I know a few spots in the hood, we can shoot this off, allegedly.
1: Allegedly that happened. Allegedly. allegedly.
2: Well, no, he did pick me up from the airport, but allegedly he said that.
1: Allegedly, there was also like two flasks of Jameson in my backseat, but
0: eh.
3: I think that somewhere like maybe 20 minutes ago before I was too blind and... I've got some. Stupid. Do you want
2: to borrow my glasses?
3: Oh no, they're not no, that I got, strong. I got it's okay. Glasses. In don't my leather borrow jacket. his. Yeah, That's I other motorcycle jacket. Fucking, and I don't fucking have uh, motorcycle
2: technology jacket. has has <laughs> negated the coke bottleness of his fucking glasses. <laughs> but trust and believe, <laughs> they're real. Hey, <laughs> they are real. Hey,
1: <laughs> dear fan base of the Two Eighty Eight podcast, we're gonna start a GoFundMe to get Matt some LASIK.
2: <laughs> I don't. No, do it. I don't know. Please don't do no. it. Please I don't, don't know. Don't do it. Please don't.
1: don't. It'll add to my bar fight in this
2: <laughs> That's why I'm saying don't do it. <laughs> why? Because
1: I'll get into more barfights if I don't have. Yeah. Bosses? You're right.
2: And you are... fucking talk too much shit. You're gonna get hit way more.
1: Eh. These things happen. Are we, are we going to say what happened at AVN with me and Johnny.
2: Do oh, it. Oh my fucking god. Do no. It. You know what? No. no I, feel like... funny. I, funny. I feel like it was. I feel like it would be more entertaining if Johnny was here though.
1: Well, I don't want to hold it till the next episode whenever Johnny shows up.
2: Well, I mean, shit, we've been digging around enough. We can hang out a couple <laughs> hours. Let me,
1: yeah, let so. Me home soon. Fuck it, I'm just telling it. So, Saturday. It's going
2: to, well, just so you know, you tell it, the next time that Johnny's on, it's going to come up and we're going to have to do it again.
1: Fine, fine. We'll get my side now, then we'll get Johnny's retort. So, post Burning Angel Party at ABN.
2: I may have been a little drunk. Oh, you don't say.
1: <laughs> there may have been bottle service in the VIP.
2: Oh. Yeah, and this is, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bottle service, the, yeah. The bottle service the bottles were uh, for the feature dancers. You want to know how much vodka I got out of that bottle? Approximately half a shot. You want to know why? Could have gotten a whole shot, but hanging out with good old Bucky. Fucking followed me over to the spot, and there was a shot left. Had to split it between him because homies helping homies. But God damn it, I knew you drank most of that, and you'd be talking to a bunch of it. Oh, I don't drink vodka until the Kettle One shows up, and oh. it's free. And you'd be oh. drinking all of it, and it's my fucking Whoa. vodka. Oh. I was the first one on fucking stage. There was no vodka when I got there. That's some bullshit. That's some <laughs> hey, bullshit. Hey. hey. Don't you fucking. Hey. Hey, 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 hey. 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 I'm just saying. If
1: it's huh. pop-off, and it's free, I'll drink it.
2: I don't give a fuck. Fuck! That was m- man. Was that was mine.
1: I know, but if it's
3: free,
2: you should never get
3: your booze from Walgreens, dog. Actually, the one- we literally
2: <laughs> get so much booze from
3: Walgreens. Never the ever one, ever one, the ever one, ever one on Walgreens Hollywood and, and Vine is yes, so bougie. Vine is
1: super good liquor selection.
2: Last it's time so bougie. I chose
0: to
3: set foot in a Walgreens was. Oh,
1: Sting motherfucker! Link.
2: No, this Walgreens <laughs> has a I goddamn pressed juice bar. Like Dead ass A pressed juice bar it, Fucking frozen yogurt You can get fucking Hand rolled sushi and shit and This fucking Walgreens He took me to As fancy it. as a motherfucker It's so extra I was like Damn this is a fucking Hollywood shit he's like Well it's on Hollywood vine, So <laughs> Dead serious
1: Dead serious Hey Shout out to Buck Foley For being a fucking monster By the way At fucking Dude
2: Vegas. he I had a ball and a biscuit With fucking Buck <laughs> His little curly-haired <laughs> ass. I had so much fun.
1: So Buck is a previous guest of ours, first and foremost. And secondly, he may be a booking manager for Riot Fest. He just happened to be in Vegas while we are doing AVN. You guys we're...
2: may or may not have to thank him for the, the Misfits reunion. Right.
1: He, he may have booked the Misfits reunion. Yeah.
2: You probably should send him but we, a we, card.
1: He just happened to be in Vegas during AVN, so we, sh- we brought him out, showed him up, and holy fuck, he was a shit show.
2: It was so funny. It was like, okay, so like everybody's hanging out in uh my hotel room cuz my hotel room was myself, Johnny, and Charlotte. And um you know, everyone's like kind of getting ready and stuff cuz we all like different it was weird. This year was a little interesting cuz we all had different like red carpet times. Um so everyone's just kind of getting ready at the same time. And I was like I was I was like decent and shit, but I was just like doing my makeup, but you know, I'm a I'm a lady. I have to multitask a lot right. so I can talk and right. do my makeup but Buck comes over and he's like hey really nice to meet you and Buck and I was like oh sweet you know it's so nice to meet you in person because he was like a call in guest that we had previously um, so it was really cool to meet him. and, he was and like, you also oh, didn't I'm have sorry. a top on at the time I had my towel on did you? yeah oh, no I, I was you're... trying to be nice I was trying to be nice I had my towel on I wasn't trying to make anybody uncomfortable um, so and he was like oh I'm sorry for Buck he was like no you're fine you can talk to me he's like no no, no. We'll, we'll we'll talk later and I was like that's what, <laughs> but it was really cool. I had like it was really cool because once because it was cool that uh, Amber Amber and Ivy be not Amber Abby and I did a really hot like girl girl, um, feature show at the Hustler. And if you missed it, you fucked up, kid. <laughs> I was too busy
1: drinking your vodka at that point.
2: Well, yeah, I know. And
1: like, oh, hey, two of my friends are naked on stage. Don't care, drinking.
2: <laughs> it's the worst. But well, well no, sorry. no I didn't want to no, know. No 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 no. you're so the worst because I like author. I like had to make you scream. I had lost my voice. So I was like I have no voice. I need you to scream for me. He's like fuck you. And I'm like um I screamed. how about no.
1: I screamed motherfucker.
2: <laughs> yeah, when I elbowed you in the fucking ribs like 3 times. It
1: and happens. it was like out of pain. It still <laughs> like, happened. It still fucking <laughs> happened. <Whoa. laughs> it still fucking happened. That's all that matters. But
2: anyway, it was a ball and a biscuit. And so Buck's hanging out. We're all having a good time. Slayer is, he was like, there's, okay, so there's different levels of Slayer. Okay. Like, there's L.A. Slayer. There's Podcast Slayer. There's Chicago Slayer. There's Vegas Slayer. And there's Rowdy Slayer. And he was on the fucking Rowdy Slayer tip. Like, shit, like, when shit popped off, I was like, I'm out. Like, I literally, I was like, boop. I, like, fucking, like, boop. Like, under fucking, like, you ever seen Entrapment? The fucking Catherine Zeta Jones was climbing under the fucking lasers and shit. I did one of them. Like, we're to get to the, the bathroom, I was like, I'm out. The same chair. We were sitting Fuck in the y'all. same chair. Yeah, no, I fucking, I matrixed the shit. Dude, I fucking, like, Like, I was out. <laughs> and I just hooked into the bathroom, like, don't look back. If they're dead and bloody, oh, they're dead and bloody. I didn't see shit, I didn't say shit. Well, snitches so, get stitches fuck all that Johnny, you all got your own problems
1: oh work God. them out as like as I just they're went they're to the bathroom crazy. fuck all that as the way I would call it in my drunken haze was Johnny talked a little shit
2: he, he was having a conversation with someone that was not you <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh well I may have a little drunker than I thought I was so Draven is sitting next to me which she I thought she had a glass of water she didn't
2: yeah no oh. I, I thought he was taking a sip
1: I stuck my thumb on the end of her straw. Pick the straw.
2: Well, all I saw... Like, I just... Because I'm holding it's it in my Clayton. hand. And on my peripheral, I just see him, like, a fucking kitten, like, batting at my fucking straw in my drink. And I was like, would you like a sip? So, like, I continue, like, with the other conversation, just, like, put it to the side. And then he's, like, fussing around with it. And then I just hear, move. And I was like, what? And then just... He's just, like, fucking... Straw in his mouth goes... Fucking right on Johnny's face. And... It was like a mango vodka and sprite. It was not water.
1: I thought it was water. So he yeah. like,
2: so homeboy got some fruity shit up in his eyeballs and was not happy. Like at one point he was like, all right, stand up, and you gotta stand up quick, cause my wife's there, and I was like, I'm out. Okay. Like fucking like, oh, I wish I could do it. Like that's how I was running. I hope it came up. No, I no, usually no, do it on my no, legs. No. <laughs> I was, out. was It works both ways. I was trying to do it for listeners. You can edit it out. <laughs> for, sure, for sure. Yeah. No, I thought it
3: was like there's
1: I'm a
2: gonna, whole lot
3: going on. I, I thought that I, y'all in here to see. I'm just saying. <laughs> in
1: my drunk mind, I'm like, I'm gonna be funny. My buddy's talking oh, shit. thought I'm it gonna,
0: was hilarious. I'm gonna
1: spray my fucking buddy with water. Uh, no, I'm gonna spray it with a cocktail in the eye.
2: Yep. <laughs> I th- I, it's really funny you thought he was talking. Like, he was not even talking to, he was like talking about like the Lawrence arms with Buck or some shit like you were not even in that at all like
1: I may be paranoid
2: eh. oh nah. yeah don't say
0: <laughs> nah
1: I'm like I, I'm also so drunk at this point that like I've had conversations with other people no you
2: were a rowdy mad rowdy mad doesn't come out very often I yeah. should have led with that with the levels of Matt. I said Rowdy Matt last because it doesn't happen. Because it's just kind of like, it's like he kind of like, ah, cha, 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 cha. <laughs> but he's like also down to get in a fist fight, like at the same time. I love like, that.
1: Well, Rowdy, <laughs> Matt, is a Matt. Rowdy, Rowdy Matt is also the person who has often declared on many times, I'm either fucking or fighting tonight.
2: That I've heard that not once or thrice, okay. more than that.
1: That declaration has happened on a couple different oh, occasions.
2: Oh, all right. If
1: you've ever. <laughs>
2: Are out in public with
1: me and hear me make that declaration. Put me to bed.
2: He, even if you only hear Whoa. or fighting, just fucking head on home, kid. <laughs> or, or like, like <laughs> just go to the other end of the bar. Like just distance yourself. You need like two feet. You know, yeah, like a full on arm's length.
1: Because I'm gonna do something ignorant.
2: I'm gonna like do something. like even more so than how you normally live your life.
1: <laughs> I like, probably allegedly do something criminally ignorant.
2: Allegedly Whoa, Slayer's very clean on paper Whoa, So it's dude. all very alleged
1: Allegedly criminally All right, ignorant. All right, all right. I like the Jesse Lee's birthday party in 2010 in Chicago at Risqué
2: Oh Jesus
1: Where I got fucking. so wrecked up At the end of it I'm like I'm either fucking or fighting somebody And ended up pissing on a fucking parking meter on Clark Street And trying to fight Dave Matthews band fans
2: well, first okay, of all, uh, Dave Matthews Band fans deserve to get hit. Yeah, but I tried to Second find of all, peeing of on something in public is halfway between fucking and fighting, so you okay. kind of won. So Dave Matthews
1: fans Band, got
3: crazy. I'm, I'm scared. I'm uh, a little scared.
1: Have we got to that point? Have <laughs> <laughs> we got to that point? Well, I mean, just okay, listeners. If, if you listen to Dave Matthews Band,
3: there, I'm good.
2: I'm with good folks. You should stop. I'm good. Because well, it's oh, bad for we got you. <laughs> we <got a> <laughs> Dave Matthews Band. Dave Matthews <laughs> Band turns. Any oh, any oh girl. Man, stop it. All right, hold up. Dave Matthews Band turns any girl that isn't a white girl with dreads pussy into the Sahara. So you should just stop listening to them, like dead ass. I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. But they, I I never met a white girl that didn't have dreads that likes Dave Matthews.
1: <laughs> they shit on folks.
2: They oh shit, the shit on
3: folks.
2: They <laughs> shit on folks. in Chicago. That is real. Oh, they no, they did. Yeah, they fucking emptied their shit tank in the river. Yep. 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 Jabronis So
1: I love that I love Herske Which is in Wrigleyville They had just played uh-huh. Wrigley Why were, of, Why were you Why <laughs> were you Because That's where the party was
2: Yeah Yeah
1: And A bunch of Dave Matthews fans Walked past me And I turned to my buddy
2: Did you just call them Dave Matthews fans
1: Yeah <laughs> What else did you call them?
2: No, it's just funny because it sounds of whatever. Give me a fucking. It sounds like a slur. It sounds it like is, a slur. It, does, it is, it and
1: is. it should be. Fuck them.
2: Yeah, you are fucking
3: right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, I turned to my boy Ernesto, who the dude you beat the fuck out of at at XTC oh, that year. Well,
2: that he signed the waiver.
1: I know. I talked him into it. Oh shit! I talked him into it. <laughs> it's great when that pops up. He up.
2: literally yeah. signed up for it. <laughs>
1: It's great when that pops up on time hop every year. He's like, why did Matt let me talk you into this? Uh, talk me into this, and I... I
2: what I t- was cold-blooded is not only did you make him sign up for it, you let him be next to me. I know. Like, I know. knowing I was one of the most ruthless cunts to ever do strip for pain.
1: I know. <laughs> I know. But I turned to Ernesto, I'm like, I'm either fucking or fighting tonight. Fuck Dave Matthews! like, I'm screaming at people on Clark. Just
2: But did you, though? Because I feel like he'd be like yes, crash into this ass, Daddy.
1: Oh, it was dudes. I was just, sorry, I was just like screaming at dudes, like, "I'll fight you, fuck Dave Matthews." And he's like, "Dude, we gotta go. We gotta go." We, and we were parked. We were parked all the way up by Belmont. Oh no! So we had a we were in it.
2: I am yeah.
3: Trapped. I am trapped. <laughs> I'm trying to get free. And these white folks, no, no,
2: no, 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 Whoa. he is he is Whoa. free. The only chains in this house are on my bed, they, which he is I'm very far saying, away from.
3: But I'm just about as crazy as they are, so <laughs> we're gonna let it all hang out. It's, like, it's weird, <laughs> but not really weird because, like, I would like to kinda it's only weird it if crazy. you make it weird. I love y'all.
2: You know oh, what? I'm let's take a, to let's say, take
1: a hot sec. Oh, yeah, we're pause for <laughs> a sec. Take a hot sec. Believe it or not, shit did not get weirder while we paused. I, it <laughs> might got a little weird, but
2: not. Everyone's back. No one's tied up. Everyone is free. No one's
1: unconsensually <laughs> tied up. <laughs> yes. There may have been some consensual tie ups. Ah, yeah, yeah.
2: We weren't gone that long. I'm I, not gonna I lie I to give you my face. full consent.
1: You heard it here, folks. Hey, man. Danny, fully uh, uh, consent.
2: Fully consent. That's, uh... We'll see. Charlotte's (laughs) back in the house. Now that that Charlotte's home, it might (laughs) get a little weirder than you were expecting. Yes. I'm weird and she's weird when we get together. It's real weird.
1: (laughs) Am I going to have to hold the camera?
2: You might. If it's something I can make money off of. Yeah.
1: Danny, are you going to sign a model release?
3: Uh... Feels real legal.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're into protecting our that's legal I'm a Jew. Fine. I mean,
2: oh Jesus. I just don't like the police. So yes, that's you fine. have to sign things. That's fine. Or OSHA.
0: Sure. Yeah. No. I don't,
2: nope. Hard no. Hard no on OSHA.
1: So I think we're gonna get rocking and rolling on the scene that's coming up. Um. Before yeah. we do that, Danny, where can we find you on social media, the interwebs, and all that shit? Yeah, so many uh, places
3: to find you. Uh, Facebook at Danny Gardner, LA. Um, on Twitter at LangstonHimes.com.
2: Um, so it's at LangstonHimes.com yeah, on Yeah, Twitter? at Langston Himes. Oh, okay. I'm
1: curious about that real quick.
2: Well,
3: yeah, you can Langston Is that like Hughes your pen name? And Yeah, I just, like, my heroes, their influences kind of set it up.
2: So So if someone isn't familiar with them, how would you spell that if they were to look for you on Twitter? Oh, my God. Is that, like, a hard thing? How about you Google Google his Twitter and then we do that? Do you have, like, Instagram?
3: L-A-N-G-S-T-O-N-H-I-M-E-S.
2: There you go.
1: Langston
3: what?
2: Himes. Himes. I mean, he did just do it. He didn't believe in himself, but I believed in him, and then he did it and succeeded. Thank you.
1: Uh, it's not popping up on the top of Google. Sure
2: it is. Why are we said it's Twitter? Why are you on Google? Twitter dot t w i t t e r dot the little period c o m C O M, not U M. Matt Langston
3: Heim.
1: There we go. There you
3: go. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Yep, that is. Yeah, yep. Do you, you
2: have uh, an Instagram or anything like that? Uh, let's see. Danny Gardner, L.A. There we go. And then so, and then uh, a Negro and an Ofe is coming out on May fifteenth through yep. Down and Out.
1: Yep. And according to the pause during the pause. Danny said, I have to read it tonight. He's not going to wait till it comes out to send it to me. Because uh, apparently I'm a character in his fucking book and he didn't know it. I didn't know it. <laughs> you're
0: Pretty probably close. a character in a lot
2: of things. And you Pretty close.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I never thought I could be fucking stereotyped like that, but apparently no, I no, can. No, no, no,
3: no. It's not a stereotype. Yeah, I don't it's think it's a stereotype. stereotype. I think you're
2: just a character.
3: No, man. No, man. It's your... It's your culture. And black folks, well, just fucking read it,
2: man. Yeah, i just going to have to read it. I'm going to, definitely. And on, uh, and on uh, May 15th, y'all should yeah. go get it and read it as well.
1: Yep, damn right.
2: Slayer, where can we find you on the Insta webs?
1: As always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer <laughs> on Instagram, slash Matt Slayer on Facebook, Matt Effensurer on Snapchat to watch me watch movies because that's all that's I
2: basically said. all it is, yeah. It's
1: like what obscure movie is Matt watching tonight?
2: With his weird commentary. But it's it's entertaining. It's entertaining.
1: Draven Star, where can we find you and your glorious tits?
2: Ah, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as at the Doom Doll. You can find me at dravenstar.minivids.com. My Snapchat is Little Doomy. And if you want to get the real slutty stuff, like when I jerk off on my Snapchat, you can go to <laughs> dravenstar.bigcartel.com and purchase that for yourself. As always, you can find the uh, podcast in all our debauchery, 288podcast.com, on Twitter and Instagram, at 288podcast. Find us on fucking iTunes, Google Play, literally anywhere in the whole world. I don't have enough breath to do it, but more than all of that, laughable is the most important you know, you can uh find them on the app store if you are like still on some like weird short bus and you have an Android, no shade. Just Google it, it's the first little thing shade. that comes up, little, little shit, shade. just a little bit, just a little a bit. A little bit. Uh Google it. it's the first thing that comes up. You can find our podcast, so many other podcasts. Guests that have been on our podcast have been on other ones. You can find all that shit. They'll give you cool stuff. It's a bunch of smart people. It's good it's good shit. Don't forget to subscribe to us on everything. Do the auto subscribe, rate us five stars, leave us a comment. Let us know that you rate us five stars. We'll take a shot for you on air. All that shit.
1: I think we have one shot we have to do tonight. Actually, before we sign off.
2: Do you even have booze left?
1: I have. I have a shot left. You have a scotch. All right. I have a (laughs) scotch. Hold on. Gonna pause for a second while we research this. So our newest homie, our newest drinking buddy. Who gave us five stars before we sign off tonight was BTM's 1987, who likes us for being fellow entrepreneurs. Hey, we like you for rating us five stars.
2: Keep pimping, pimping. Cheers to you, homie. Slasha. So, uh, yeah, all the drinking debauchery, another great episode. So, as the final note, Don't forget to uh, check out Danny Gardner's book, A Negro and an Ofe, out on May 15th. And in the meantime, check out The Red Seven, out by uh, our buddy Robert Dean, which is also a very good book, which you will like. You can read that while you're waiting for Danny's book. And until next time, stay filthy, y'all.